Good, yeah, I was enjoying the Salt Bay stories. It's um, I have a good one in that as well. Uh, two of my players, Victor Vito and Carvalho, got caught uh, <laughs> in Dubai for um, for a night out, thinking they were two big dogs going to the going to <laughs> one of his restaurants, and uh, I think actually brought them back to. Uh, ring their bank in New Zealand to alter their limit on their credit card. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't uh, they weren't getting the Infantino free steak then. No, I, I don't need because they obviously eat quite a bit of protein rugby players, you know. Mm. So I think they went again and what actually happened, I actually think they left they left a little bit of the second steak behind <laughs> and they were just like, Oh my God, do you understand how much that cost? And um Did they go for the gold plated one, did you find out or was it just a straight? No idea. I yeah. was there with them, but I uh I was hoping it was probably because I have five kids, they were smart enough not to invite me and, and Jess. <laughs> but um <laughs> It's 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 uh, an extraordinary amount of money, isn't it, for for a uh, for a night out, you know? And it was great too. Two Kiwis, they they watched the pennies, those two boys, two great guys. <laughs> what what would you, do, Ronan? What would you do if you say hypothetically in your during your career, won a won a World Cup with Ireland? You're celebrating with the trophy, and you turn around to a tap on your shoulder in Salt Bay. You turn around and Salt Bay is behind you, you know, dying do for a photograph. Though, I, I would say, you know, we are in your. Uh, your own little world at that stage. I'd say they had no idea who this guy is or, mm. or what's going on. You know, I think they presume it was some kind of probably uh, organizer, kind of helping with the parade. <laughs> little did they know. It. <laughs> salt Bay. I just don't get it. And the lashings of salt on the steak. I'm like, if I'm paying two grand for a gold-plated steak, the last <laughs> thing I want is a load of salt on it. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it can't be that much, though, is it? That's apparently for the gold-plated one, yeah. Do you get to keep the gold? When I don't out? know, does that include him? No, you eat, you eat it. I know, but then when it comes out the other end, do you oh, get Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. I haven't got that far of the conversation, Jen, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't you. know how it works. I don't know, is the two grand, like, sort of, do you get him coming out to sort of give the old elbow thing? I don't I know if that's part course, of the package. Yeah, but. I presume. If you went there, Ronan, if, you, if you're a high enough celebrity, they let you do this also. If you went there, he'd definitely be saying, listen, you look after that. That's <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it was... Uh... It's weird. Yeah, yeah. It just uh, the best of action on the pitch and the worst of action off the pitch, wasn't it? It was some. It was, it was beyond cringe. Some of the things, but um, yeah, obviously being in France and Mbappe was a big story here. Yeah. And, um, How is everybody? Funny, I've, I've, I'm chatting to some French people since the. What are you grinning about? <laughs> no, I was just. I was just thinking. Imagine for him scoring well four goals in a World Cup final and. You don't bring home the bacon. Insane. You know? It's, it's uh, chatting to some French people. There was a lot of um, 
<laughs> good uh, good analogy given the conversation yes. we've just made. <laughs> that and the gold as uh, good as you were, were with uh, I was up late with the kids last night <laughs> yeah yeah I'm trying to explain the uh, the red eyes here Ronan and you'll, you'll yeah exactly yeah, you'll yeah, appreciate yeah. it keep going anyway. <laughs> the uh, chatting to some French people after the game and they were uh, surprisingly sort of like um sanguine about it and uh, accepting of the result in a way that I think if it was us we'd be in a depression for about six months afterwards but I suppose they're sort of there and thereabouts what's the general reaction been around where you are with people sort of post World Cup are they just say la vie um, yeah that's that is the beauty of over in this country there's a obviously a, a new story a new storm nearly the next day so it just keeps rolling I think obviously I asked them, I asked the players, I said, I said, what happened France in the first half, you know? I just mm. said, how do you make that out? And they just kind of said, ça c'est la France. Mm. <laughs> like, mm. that's France, you mm. know? And it was, because if they played any way better than they did in the first uh, 45 minutes, it obviously, it was a big deficit they had to recuperate. But obviously, you know I mean? Even at two all, it was probably five minutes where it seemed Argentina were dead. Their legs were probably, uh, but France didn't kick on again, you know. Is there a culture of blame? I know in England, for example, you know, when Harry Kane misses the penalty or even in the Euros when, when Rashford and Sancho and those lads missed the, the penalty in the shootout uh, defeat against Italy. Is it the same in France? The Chouameni and, and Coman missed miss the penalties in the shootout? Like No, it's actually, it's, it's bizarrely different and better in that regard, I think. Um well, what I noticed from the RMC would be the kind of, I suppose, the big French uh, sport radio station over here. Uh, very, very good coverage, but I think they seem to be quite consistently harsh throughout the year, so there's no spiking. And that seems, while the World Cup is is kept at the same level as, I suppose, any other sporting event, and the fact that they, they, they look for a consistency of performance and they criticise a lot, but they also have some fantastic debate about, uh, you know what I mean, just throwing items out there to discuss. And, you know, so there's obviously debate now about Deschamps or Zidane to, to, to who will coach for the next World Cup. And obviously Deschamps' record is incredibly good, and but... Uh, Zidane is is very much, I suppose, the the crowd favorite, the public's favorite, uh, and it's fascinating radio listening to uh, the, the whys and the whys not, and Benzema available for the final. Why wasn't he brought in? Um, so yeah, obviously uh, a, a pretty um, luxury of resources in France at the minute with the with the World Cup coming up in, in rugby as well and excitement building with that but the, the, the soccer team have been um, have been really interesting to follow What's the best season the Aviva? <laughs> you tried them all I think Um But sure it's it was whatever like Covid rules you know what I mean so were you trying to? No. Were you just trying to get a like a good vantage, or what? Were you just? You were. Yeah, but obviously, if you're behind the post, you can you can see where space is. That was always. Uh, so if I watch a captain run, that's where I'd watch a captain's run. Friday, you know, like yesterday, for example, because you can see. Essentially, you're square to the action. Yeah. So you see the you see the 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 outline of the pitch as the players see it. So it's very easy to uh, 
to, to, to see where space is. Um, but yeah, I was as I said, it was probably our best 40 minutes and our worst 40 minutes, but the first 40 was pretty uh, emphatic. The venue uncertainty didn't do any harm in the end anyway. Was it, um, did it make any difference to your planning or was it just grand, we're, now we're there and now we go? Oh no, of course it did because like, sure, we went up to the Kingspan and we flew into Belfast Airport and went directly from the airport to the ground to... We weren't allowed on the pitch, obviously, but just to kind of give, I suppose, guys a, a mental picture of what would happen uh, tomorrow. I think La Rochelle played Ulster in 2017 or 19, I think. Um, so a lot of the players would have been familiar, but it's a newish enough group. So it was in our planning to just go. But sure, the minute you got to uh, Kingspan, it was particularly cold. It's in the shade. And uh, by standing on the outskirts of the pitch, you knew straight away there was no chance this game is taking place here. So mm. in the back of my mind, I was thinking, can we just wait in La Rochelle till we get a decision where the game is on? But no, I think we had to present. We were meant to meet the referee on, on Friday at the at the ground at 4.30. So we obliged with that. Um, but I think everyone knew that the game was never going to be in the Kingspan. Could you understand Ulster's frustrations, Ronan? Or is it a case of when you're the opposition manager, well, you're not really caring or paying attention to that regardless um, no but I suppose we've got to control what we're controlling you know if it was a narrow shell it wouldn't happen because um, you obviously have to plan A, B and C and the weather is a big part of guaranteeing your income so especially what we've gone through with COVID there should have been uh, provisional plans in place no one likes to play in an empty stadium it was just important for us that the game went ahead uh, but as competitors, we wanted to play in a, in a packed out um, Kingspan. That's the reality. But um, I suppose a lot of the the um, points in the in the um, in the coming up to the game didn't add up. So I think there was uh, a few. Uh, Dots that weren't joint, and all of a sudden, um, whatever the ball had escaped out of the field, and it's too late. You can't get it back. You know, you can't stall the pitch in 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 that amount of time. You mentioned there about the best and worst half uh, of rugby that you played. Like, is there looking at it? It feels like there's an almost a natural momentum swing when it, the performance, obviously, the points difference at half time. Is that just something that's impossible to guard against, or are you looking at it? You know, like that natural momentum swing where, you know, uh, Ulster obviously get fired up at half time. Maybe your players take the foot off the gas a little bit because of whatever it was, was it 29 points or whatever was between them at half time? Is that a natural momentum swing and you write it off that way? Or are you looking at it saying, actually, uh, here were our markers A, B and C and we missed them? No, I think I think there's a little bit of both. I think it's hard at 29 nil to kind of go, OK, this is uh, a game is in the balance. You can't say that. Obviously, because of my lack of discipline, I can't give any messages at half time. So I am obviously the main culprit, and and that's disappointing. Um, so there's there's a loss of clarity coming from the head coach to to what players want, but the assistant coaches can, can do that. Uh, uh, and obviously, Ulster, I think were were probably a little bit more accurate in the second half. We were a lot. Uh, more inaccurate so you compound the both of them with a few little I suppose uh, emptying the bench maybe a bit uh, 
a, well, not a, as as you want with the result probably not threatened, um, equaled to um, us giving up four tries, which is particularly disappointing. Is there any of the like uh, you're alluding to it there, but the like enforced delegation almost that you have to do now because you can't be involved on match day? Is there any of that that you're looking at at the minute or talking to your coaches about has been a good thing for them? Like obviously Donica is out front and centre after the game and he's doing the post match interview and he's getting exposure to that end and I'm sure the the match day experience in a way that he wouldn't if you were about. Am I after losing your sound? Do you have me there? Oh yeah, you're back. Sorry. Yeah, no, uh, I'm just. Yeah, no, no, on, yeah. you're right. But I think it's uh, not like the match day experience is um, isn't um, as as I suppose there there are times like up to up to going into the changing room. I'm able to obviously converse and in the hotel and on the bus and then. Uh, but once you take to the change room, for me, preparation should be done. I suppose what's critical is the one or two messages at half time. But as you say, Donica or, or uh, Sebastian or Roman or Guto can can easily give those give those messages. It's just that capacity to look people in the eye, the, the, just to judge the the body language of the group. That's and then as a result, maybe you. That's the best indicator for me to judge what your next word should be. So missing that is obviously very uh, awkward and difficult. But uh, I think sometimes we can uh, overemphasize our importance. You know, at that time, it's very much the players. It's the leader's time. And I remember that as a player myself. Yeah, you've got a good supporting coach, no matter who he is or how good he is. Uh, But it's essentially player's time. Ronan, how did you find it? it? Was an interesting chat on the one of our football shows, the kickoff yesterday with the, the uh, former Irish international Keith Tracy. He was talking about being a professional sports person over Christmas and like sitting in hotel rooms and watching reruns of Only Fools and Horses and trying to pass the time as you hear the people, you know, partying on Stevens Day or whatever down down below. What was that like? I know for yourselves, example, you're away to Perpignan on New Year's Eve, but even as a player, you know, having a game on Stevens Day and, and having to focus on training and matches around the Christmas time, how, how did you find it? Was it a good thing or was it a was it something you always felt you're missing out on something else? No, I didn't. I was, I suppose, in the Munster team I played with, it was the, it was the big team at the time. There was huge privilege involved and I suppose being grateful for it. For me, it was like I was kind of... Um, playing with my tormented mind should I be goal kicking should I be goal kicking on Christmas day I need to goal kick on Christmas morning you know that's how the mind fools you in saying that oh, I'm probably missing out on the reps that could cost you a final here that's that's where I was for a long stage then you got a little bit of peace of mind and you could actually compartmentalise the role of sport in your life but um, it's all I've ever known it's all I've ever done in that regard for for, for me it was uh I mean, essentially the family where your real family, but then you're just sporting family, which is Munster, the Ireland team. And, and I suppose the sacrifices in the, involved uh, with representing those two teams completely outweighed uh, the sacrifices of having to miss out on nights out on Christmas time. And so would you go out at Chris, on Christmas Day for a bit of kicking practice ordinarily? Yeah, I did early on, you know, I think probably from years maybe 20 to 27, I think, or 18 to 27 and then after a while, you can actually uh, 
understand yourself to know that you you know I'm not going to be punished if I don't kick today. Mm. Uh, but it's it's all about um, you know what I mean the the inner voice talking to you. Are you uh, getting a few days off? Are you getting home after tonight? Or yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah, it's great. I'll we'll play tonight, and uh, uh, yeah, I can get home tomorrow through Nantes to London, and then London into Cork. So for a few uh, days. Home. Yeah, home. It's great actually in France. It's the you have to have compulsory. Um, four days off consecutively at Christmas, you know, so they really squeeze the prep for the next game, but that's a good thing too. It's kind of becomes like a barbarian's week, you know, you just, uh, concentrate on the, the crucial things and get them right for an away performance. Hopefully. Yeah. So we've the 24, 25th, 26th, travel back to 27th and train the 28th, 29th off the 30th, play the 31st. And then you're all into, um, um, Toulouse, Ulster, Northampton, um, Racing, Leon, and then that's the 5th of February for, for Six Nations games, the same day as we play Leon. So did I, it's uh, getting exciting. Uh, just just a bit busy as well. Did I see during the week there's been new flights, extra flights added from, from La Rochelle to Cork? This wasn't a direct request from you, Ronan, was it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic, no, because that's. Uh, but I, I think there's it's with an asterisk, so we have to talk to Michael O'Leary. I think it's only for for May, June, and July. Is it our June, July, August? Which oh, for the hot months, right, right, right. Well, yeah, which suits um, the man to your left very well. <laughs> We're already in negotiations about uh, about next summer. <laughs> I might be on to you. Cheese and wine. Yeah. Um, what's the? Uh, will you bring the laptop with you, or what's the? You'll do a bit. Oh God, yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's the office. You know, laptop and phone is all you need as a as a manager. Yeah. Um, so, what sort of stuff you'll be? Will you squirrel away a few hours here and there? Or what sort of stuff are you... Is it opposition work? Or what can you do when you're no. with a group like that? No, 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 no. It's just... Just keeping an eye on is everyone uh, ticking over, you know? Obviously, for two days, there'll probably be nothing going on. But like you got to remember, we have... Uh, some guys are short-term injuries, sometimes long-term injuries. A little bit of how, where they... You've got to manage... Uh, for example, like uh, Astoy and Dante and Remy Bordeaux are on holidays this week because of just, I suppose, the the unrelenting nature of the programme, you know. But so you, every person is very different and how you set up your team. Um, and the championship is obviously tight, so um, results become important, even though obviously you want to just focus on performance. So uh, it's just a little bit of trying to find, I suppose, uh, balance w- with everything. It'll be a very special few days for you. You don't get home that often. No, it'll be great. Exactly, can't wait for it. Will it be the what? What's your Christmas movie of choice, Ronan? Is it a Home Alone? Oh no, Die Hard. No, I, it's terrible. I don't do movies. The only thing I do is sport. You know, or sport movies. But right, uh, yeah, I, yeah, exactly. That's why I, I, I watch the darts all day. That's why I should listen to Will you, you? Oh, man. Yeah, my snook. My granny was a massive fan of snooker, so I grew up watching uh, Steve Davis and Stephen Hendry and Dennis Taylor, and obviously Ronnie O'Sullivan was well, still is a a particular freak, isn't he? And what he can do on on a snooker table. So, uh, yeah, I admire uh, just their capacity to perform. It's 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 a fascinating subject. I think the 
the top six inches in, in, a, in a snooker person's mindset. We've got plenty of snooker and darts on the rest of the show. We'll, we'll get a trip to. I'm heading over to the Crucible for the third time now in uh, in April, Ronan. We'll get a few. We'll get a few frames in. We'll get, we'll get Ronnie to show us around. Who's your favourite player? Ah, oh, Ronnie by a country mile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's interviewed Ronnie. He sat down with him, Ronan. So even if he wasn't as amazing, he wasn't. If he gave him some time, that's uh... <laughs> give him some time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You could, you, you, I don't know if you can see him here, but the smile that came in his face when you said you were going to be watching the darts was off the charts. The here. Snooker as well, Jesus! If uh, <laughs> that's let's take it to another level. Uh, yeah, just the accuracy involved is 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 fascinating. Well, we, just really... we've kind of had a discussion on the show that came up. You know, which is the tougher skill: the one four seven, the nine darter, or the hole in one in golf? It's kind of led to an interesting one. It's Sean Murphy, I think, is the only person who's who claimed. Yeah, I saw that actually. I saw that, but like a hole in one is freakish. Obviously, correct, but like one four seven isn't or hitting uh, whatever a nine uh, a nine darter is a leader, isn't it? That's yeah. just uh, repetitive perfection. Enjoy the break. Thanks for everything over the, over the year. Cheers, Ronan. Good man. Good man. Look forward man. to chatting to you soon. Cheers. Happy Thanks, Christmas. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.